Hello, and welcome to another edition of The More the Merrier with Donna G. On this show, my featured guest is Gun Rose, and he is a street-based photographer, and he has been to The More the Merrier before, and it's my pleasure to welcome him back in 2024. Gun, welcome back to The More the Merrier. Thank you so much, Donna G. It's a pleasure. Um, and I learned so much from you when uh, when we chat, and uh, I want to introduce you, reintroduce you um, to the audience. Uh, can we start by talking about the term street-based photographer? Sure. Um, the reason I um, I use that term for my work is because, though in the past, long ago, I have done street photography which is the more traditional street photography but um i have moved on to uh just shooting anything on on the streets as i take my walks uh that um that attracts my attention so it can be uh, a piece of paper on the pavement. It, it doesn't have to be a, a street scene or people or buildings. Uh, it's more, it's be turn, become more uh, details that just catch my eye. So that's why I say street-based because a lot, I'd say 90% of my images come from walking around um, the streets of Toronto. Now, the last time you were here, we talked about um, your project, Manhattan 1982, which has had long runs in, in galleries here. You have a sort of Manhattan 1982 sort of redux that's uh on now until January 31st, for those of you who are listening today. So what is the difference between Manhattan 1982 and this version of your work? Okay, so it's all from the same series. So um, each time I have a solo show from this body of work, because there's so many images, there are about 130 images and only a portion of those have been seen publicly. So um, when a gallery is interested in showing, uh, they seem to love Manhattan 1982, uh, they curate from the remaining images often um, uh, like a new version of the same, well, then it's not the same show, but uh, like a continuation, I see it. So this current show is called Uptown Downtown Manhattan 1982. Uh, my one, the one that in May of last year that we discussed um, in our last uh, interview was called um, Manhattan 1982 Revisited. Okay. So, yeah, each, each time I do show them, it's uh, usually at a different uh, venue and uh, a different focus for the title. And where is this one showing for those who want to catch it in its last couple of days? Yeah, this one's uh, at Crybaby Gallery, which is in the West End of Toronto on Dundas West, uh, near, very close to Dufferin. And what can and, people and, expect with that show? Well, oh, okay. Um, so they, they chose eight new images, uh, but they also loved some of the images that were in the previous show that were already framed. 
So half the gallery is kind of raw. It's just the new prints um, are um, hung on the brick, raw brick wall. On the other side of the gallery, that is more a traditional dry, white drywalls, are the framed prints from the previous show. So it's kind of a nice, uh, I like it. I, um, I like the way it turned out. Yeah, sort of like an, an urban space that uh, really goes with the uh, urban feel of uh, Manhattan in that 1982. Um, yeah. So I understand this place has a bar in the back. Am I correct? Yeah, so it's uh, not widely known, even amongst Torontonians, but uh, a friend of mine introduced me to the gallery manager and um, a lot of times you walk by Crybaby Gallery and you, you, it's never open. And I asked my friend, I said, the gallery that's never open? She said, ah, she said, it's um, it's a, there's a, a bar in the back. So you have to go through the gallery to get into the bar. And it's, and it's a beautiful kind of vintage style bar, a small bar. It's a, not a booze can, speakeasy. Uh, seats about 45 people, but uh, so it's open from 6 p.m. to 2 a.m., seven nights a week. So uh, I was very intrigued to show in a non-traditional gallery. Going back now to um, your work with Brian, he's featured in Spectacular Magazine. Yeah. Um, tell me about your collaboration. With Brian? Yes. Okay, so um, um, I've known Bryony's mother since the 80s. I started to get to know Bryony, and uh, when I saw her perform uh, as, a, uh, as a dancer, she's a dancer, professional dancer, I was blown away. Just something very, very unique and magical about her uh, movements and her approach to dance. So in 2017, we did our first photo shoot, and she knows that I prefer shooting outdoors with daylight so our first shoot was in high park and then since 2017 we've done about six or seven uh other shoots where we choose the location and that she that she also is inspired then to choose what she will uh perform in clothing wise and how she will appear so it's a true collaboration between us and i'm just there to record her once 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 she starts, it's if I can just I just keep clicking. It's uh, really a magical. Um, um, these are magical shoots, unpredictable results. It's interesting that you knew her mother, and now you're pho photographing her. Yeah. Um, what a you know long relationship there. True. Yeah. Um, so I can't say this last name, um, but you had a collaboration called Backstage um, with Zach. I'll say the name, Pospisinski. Pospisinski, okay. Um, I wasn't sure. So tell me about that collaboration. Zach is my neighbor and um, not like, you know, about a block or two away, but um, we kind of, connected on Facebook and we realized we lived so close and during the pandemic uh, he would come over for coffee and we just started talking and we realized we admired one another's work he's also a street-based photographer mainly um, and so we decided that we would like to uh, uh, have a joint 
uh, uh, show one day. And the talks just kept on um, evolving until we finally figured out what we wanted to present together to prospective galleries. And then we finally found a private gallery that loved what we were, what we had created together. And that's how we got the show uh, at the Hull Gallery in uh, uh, Little Italy. And that was in uh, October of last year. Can you describe the show for us so we can have an idea of, of what it looked like, the collaboration? Yeah, so backstage, um, I, I actually came up with that title for our show because his body of work that he wanted to um, show was behind the scenes of No Frills, of, an, of our local No Frills um, grocery store where most people didn't get to go and see what was happening behind there, that kind of thing. And I'm a back alley photographer since I moved into my neighborhood. So I had so many images from the back alleys of Dundas Street West. And we realized that back part kind of connected um, our respective um, bodies of work, right? So that was the birth of that project um so it sounds, it, it sounds fascinating you know you you're talking about um your back alley and you know the back of the no frills and right. uh the interest to me would have been to see um into those spaces that we don't often recognize as being art worthy yeah um, or worthy well, of being photo photographed yeah and and often humorous um there's a lot of humor in in zach's um images because he's uh he's that kind of guy uh but but it's like we both discovered just things that were of interest in in our respective settings um, mm -hmm. and and this wasn't planned this was something he had been uh, working on and i and i've been doing the back alleys since 2016 in my neighborhood so it just most of my projects are very organic. They're not heady pieces. So um, this one also was quite organic, how it unfolded. I love the way that your pieces um, unfold and the, un the unstudied, as you said, uh, yeah. way of them. So uh, you are sort of turning the corner or turning the page and doing something new. Uh, you have flat plans for... Uh, a different type of photography. Uh, can you discuss that with us, please? Yeah, well, I think we're talking about, its its title is Masculine Form and Energy. So I started uh, in, in the spring of uh, um, 2023, uh, collaborating with a young uh, um, actor, uh, male actor, and... Um, so I mentioned to him that I had always, um, he, he has a very toned, uh, sinewy, muscular body. And I know the, cam the camera loves it. And that's also visually appealing to me as well. And um, he said that he had always been curious about being photographed nude. So I said, okay, why don't we uh, try a photo shoot and see what comes of it and out of this experimentation came something quite magical that uh, neither one of us um, predicted or aimed for and so there's a certain look and feel that 
happened because of the low lighting that I chose to shoot in. Also, it's all shot in, in, in my basement of my home. So it's got a, a gritty uh, feel and a timeless space because there's there are no objects at all. It's just the, the, the body with um, uh, uh, like a white back, background, but not a clean white background. Why was that important to you? Not a clean white background. I think we just started. We started there because it's um, it's my basement is private, and I thought for somebody who hadn't been photographed nude before, it was a it was a safe setting, uh, uh to just explore um, for him to explore, being that vulnerable in front of the camera, and uh, and I did want it gritty because the low lighting just added a certain atmosphere to this, and I didn't want these to be traditional. Uh, classic nudes and they are far from it uh, they're definitely not pornographic I'd say they're highly erotic often um, which is something that I was hoping to get capture that and definitely with the uh, participation of the models uh, that I've uh, worked with so far uh, it succeeded what is it about um, the male form that made you want to to go this route? Well, as a gay man, that's uh, number one. Uh, I've always admired the, uh, uh, well, human form, period. But of course, uh, the male form, that's a personal uh, a, a appealing visual. Um and I had long wanted to do uh, some uh, nude uh, photo shoots, but it just didn't work out with the uh, people uh, in the past that I tried or the location or the, there was, I don't know, there was, it just didn't work. I was never satisfied. So I just put it, the put it back on the shelf, but with this model, and I'll just use his first name, which is, uh, he's okayed, uh, is Jacob. Um, we just clicked. Uh, we just uh, it really he was so fearless and uh, willing to just uh, express himself that I once again, like Bryony, almost I had I just had to be there to capture what was happening in front of my uh, uh, camera, my eyes. Were there any difficulties for you in capturing the nude form? In, no. in terms of in terms of um i'm not a photog photographer i don't know about lenses or um movement camera speed so can you tell me were there any challenges or or what is the beauty of it well i knew i wanted something raw um that for, that's why uh the basement added to it the low lighting the not perfect wall white walls it just felt raw and timeless. And um, so, and it's also, it's when you, when I do a photo shoot with, with someone like Bryony or Jacob and others, um, you know, that I've worked with, it's just when you keep shooting and trying things, something starts to just come, starts to happen. And it is a combination of our, um, how we're communicating, uh, you know, whether it's my direction or the person's question, or can we try this? Their imagination uh, opens up, lets loose. 
it's once again very organic it's not like i have a formula uh, it just seems to happen i'm very very fortunate i choose people that i want to spend time with because it, it does take time you sent me a couple of, of images there was yes. one um that i there are, there are i like them uh but there's one that um it's like a blurred action i don't know how to describe it Exactly. Where where you're just seeing, um, it's almost like the arms are stick figures, and then you have the torso, and then the the legs. Yes. Um, I don't know what you call it, call that one, but uh, tell me about. Uh, do you remember capturing that moment? Yeah. So that that I I call it more of an abstract uh, nude because you can definitely tell uh, it's a it's a, a you know a male figure nude. But there's no detail or clarity. It's not crisp. It, it, it basically I was capturing the energy. So that was achieved by the uh, model moving uh, as quickly as they wanted to, and also moving with my camera as I wanted to, to capture what was going on. So that's almost the um, accidental beginning that happened with Jacob. And I, we both went, wow, we, we've, we've achieved something unusual here and we love it. It's um, erotic, it's haunting, it's uh, mysterious. People are going to have different kind of reactions because, uh, you know, it's not, uh, it's not pretty. And these were not meant to be pretty, uh, pretty or classic nudes. The other image that I want to talk about is another sort of uh, blurred image where he seems to have his his face in his hand and there's a shadow against the wall of his arm that's almost elongated yeah um is, is this jacob again or this is not? jake this is i believe this is jacob again I, i'm oh, not sure yeah 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 so that's once again with um uh with him moving uh, uh rather uh, quickly and just the way the camera with the low lighting uh, captures it, there's a lot of slurring. Um, yes. Captured the, the, the movement of the, the body or body parts. And that's why I call the project Masculine Form and Energy, because it's capturing more the energy of what is happening at that moment. And some of the more uh, uh, still uh, like uh, images are capturing the form you can yes form more than the uh, but I'm playing between the two definitely I can see that in the images that you have um, that you've sent me so far um, it's you definitely are showing um, the both aspect of form and energy and the stills are just are just as beautiful, you know, as the the other other ones that that are capturing uh, movement. So um, you're going uh, sort of against the traditional, and uh, is it because you're tired of the traditional in terms of how males are photographed, or this was just an idea that's been building and building in you? I think um, I'm, not, I'm never tired of beautiful uh, photography of male nudes and all that, but there is a lot out there. We just go, this is lovely, but 
continuation of what I've seen for decades or years, just another photographer's take on it with a different model and a background, whatever. So there is a bit of that. And um, but I wanted something edgy. I wanted something I wanted to evoke um, feelings uh, from the viewers. And also I wanted to, to uh, evoke feelings from myself, because when I started to see the images that uh, were created with the various models, uh, it stirred up a lot for me, a lot of emotion, uh, memories, fantasies, desires, um, oh, it, recollections of uh, old movies, uh, um, art, whatever that had really kind of registered and stayed in my head uh, from way back. So I realized I was uh, there was I was going through something during these uh, uh, creating these images too, and the actual photo shoot. Um, yeah, yeah, because uh, you know a couple of several decades uh, ago um i was looking for uh male nudes in photography and it was very hard to find and at that time um you know back in the uh 80s and 90s uh tom bianchi was the only sort of photographer um that did male nudes that attracted me but that are you familiar with his work I know the name a little, but no, I'm not. Thanks. Okay. For yeah. He mainly captured, you know, beautiful, predominantly um, white uh, gay men. Um, so, and that was what was available at the time to me. So, you know, uh, a, a straight woman, you know, looking at gay men in terms of, um, you know, the male, the male form, sometimes in action, sometimes in group shots and he'd have shots at Fire Island. But this this work that you're doing is entirely uh, uh, different than that in terms of how um, men are captured in photography. And I like the duality of you you still using form, but yes. also, you know, the, the energy, capturing the energy of it in, in a different way, in a non-pretty yes. way, as you said. Yeah. So I, I didn't use flash, which would have frozen the movement, right? That's been done a lot. Uh, I didn't want that. Uh, but honestly, this, um, it was, I don't want to say accidental, but something like that, where I just kept shooting uh, the, the first model, Jacob. And because he was going so fast, I thought, just keep shooting. Let's see what we get, whatever. So he really was the one who kind of gave me those first really abstract slur movement um, images. And I just went, this is it. This, this, is, this is exciting me. He was so excited. He said, I've never seen anything like this before. And I don't even, you don't recognize him. That's the whole thing about these, um, the models are, it's not about the model. They're not recognizable, even though you may see part of their face or whatever. So, um, you know, I photograph guys that are straight who don't want anyone uh, to know that they did this. Um, right. But also, I, I do want to point out something that is really important uh, for me and the, and the models. They, they're the ones who got to choose the final edit out of my edit. 
So, yeah. So, you know, giving power back to giving uh, power back. Exactly. So that no, they knew that from the very start. So that was the deal. There was going to be no sneaky me posting. Well, these are not Facebook or Instagram postable images anyways, maybe a few. Um, but uh, they didn't want to be um, out there on my website or gallery walls, whatever, without their uh, participation Yeah. Uh, beyond being the model. So once they knew that was the, uh, I honored that deal they were so much freer in the way they chose to express themselves because they helped me edit. Yeah. And all of the rest of the images are going to stay in the can or have been deleted uh, out of respect to our agreement. You've answered my earlier question about, um, you know, some of the challenges of doing these uh, photographs. Uh, so thank you for that. And tell me more about what happened in the dark room with these pictures. Um, well, the, the, this is all digital. And the other thing is, I think I finally, like digital uh, in low light has a real crackly, grainy, broken up image uh, look, which I always hated, unless you have a really expensive digital camera, which I do not. So I used that effect in these images. I thought, no, that's going to be part of the texture of these images. I want them to be less photographic than um, they would be if I had a, an expensive, low-lighting, friendly camera. So, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so... so so what I do is once we've done the shoot, they just go into my program on my computer. I start to edit. I edit uh, with my with the um, uh, the model, right? Mm -hmm. uh, necessarily at the same time and then I start to work on the look like well, how how dark do I want them a lot of them uh, actually the entire shoot ended up uh, going into black and white uh, because um, I didn't like the colors um, uh, the skin colors that I was getting yeah that was going to be my next question so you've answered it and no, um, yeah in terms of what I was asking earlier about you know about um the the lighting and the shadows and 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 the and the body and what you and what you get so um that was a, a happy accident that you decided not to use color uh for this um, it just didn't feel right the color because of the low lighting and in uh mixed lighting in my dingy basement it was the colors were really dirty weird colors which i could have gone with but i was just not happy with them i thought it's taking away from the form and the energy the energy and form are truly present and i thought wow black and white well that's you know that solves that let's take color out of the uh, uh equation and just go for where you can see the form you can see, feel the energy so um that's that's how i came with to that uh decision and how many models will you be working with, Gun? Um, I have shot one, two, three, three successful shoots so far. Uh, one was, uh, well, two were not. So none of those images are in, are being uh, included in the series. And then I have one model to reshoot because we had such a great first shoot. 
And then there are two more models that are who love what they've seen and want to participate as well. So this is a true uh, collaboration between photographer and model and how and yes. how this comes about. Yes. So this is sort of your um, beginnings of creating a body of work um, that will hopefully be in co- the contact photography festival. Is, yeah. is that your is that your goal? Yeah, so for uh, May, uh, contact May 2024, um, I started to, I I knew I wanted to present this uh, uh, series. And I thought, which gallery in town will go for this? And I I couldn't think of one, to be honest. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to, I live in a house. It's right on Dundas Street West with a big front window. And I thought, I have a front room. And uh, so I spoke to my friend, Zach, who former gallerist, and I said, do you think this room has potential to be my my personal gallery? And he said, absolutely. So that ignited that. Uh, Contact gave me the green light saying, yes, a private gallery, especially in that neighborhood, which I have quite a few galleries and mochas behind me and all that. Mm-hmm. So uh, and the traffic on Dundas is is really great with pedestrians. So I thought, you know what, this is perfect. I I photographed this in my house in the basement. I'm going to be showing it uh, in my house on the main floor in the front room. This is perfect. How many pieces do you think you'll be able to show in that space? um, Kind of did a rough um, guesstimate or measurement. And I I know the size I want. I think about 18, mm-hmm. but then I have an, uh, for the, uh, I have another larger room off the front room, which may end up being uh, part of it as well. So I have that option. So if, if I'm really thrilled with the next couple of shoots, um, then uh, that uh, uh, total will grow. And will these pieces be available for sale? Yes, all my uh, images as prints in various sizes and limited editions are available for sale. Yes. Okay. Well, Gunn, thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure listening to you talk about your work and uh, the difference in your work as well and your collaborations. Um, So thank you so much for doing this. I look forward to um, speaking to you later on as we draw close to the Contact Photography Festival to see um, how things have been going. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, Donna. Now, if people want to, to, is your book, uh, Manhattan 1982, still available or was that a limited run? Each time I do it, it's a limited run, and I was hoping to do uh, another run before the uh, end of last year. I uh, just didn't come together. Uh, okay. So um, it, are there well, any copies available, and how would people get them if they sold, were? Sold out, but people can contact me. I have a growing list of people interested for the third uh, printing that no, I'd say should happen within the first half of this year. And how can people reach you? Um, bet, well, uh, my Instagram uh, message, um, I really don't mind my email being uh, given out because it is business. 
Okay. So what is, uh, what is your Instagram handle and what is your email address for people? So Instagram is at gun rose with a Z seven, the digit seven. So gun rose seven. Uh, my email is uh, gun rose, G U N R O Z E at gmail.com. Okay. So people have a way of contacting you and, uh, continued fun and success with uh with masculine uh form and energy energy yes <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you so much gun thank you donna curated by the people for the people ciut 89.5 fm is the sound of your city Someone to share 
garden tools are trying to get brand new with Mama. And you know what? Basic bitch. And you know what? Basic bitch. And you know what? Basic bitch. Basic bitch. I'm talking about the basic bitches. B-A-S-I-C. I-T-C-H-E-S Remember that time Remember that time Remember that time When Ashley Simpson got caught Remember that time Remember that time Remember that time when Ashley Simpson got caught? Basic bitch. Basic bitch. Basic bitch. Lip syncing. Basic bitch. Basic bitch. Basic bitch. You won't make it like that, girly. Basic bitches want to keep me from getting married. And you don't have to be a gay man or a drag queen to be a basic bitch. This is for everyone, darling. Basic bitches don't discriminate. Basic bitches come in all shapes, sizes, and gender. And those in between. <laughs> Basic bitches just can't take me. They've never been able to take me. You won't make it like that. You won't make it like that. You won't make it. You won't make it like that. You won't make it like that. You won't make it like that. So while I'm featured in magazines and talk shows, you're featured in Boy in a Dress Weekly. Basic bitch. Basic bitch. Basic bitch. They just are. Basic like a bitch who travels to the big city only to get chopped before she even walks the category. Oh, and honey, it's not a ball if your house wins all the trophies when you threw the ball in the first place. Basic bitch. Basic bitch. Basic bitch. That's just basic shade. Yeah. 
CIUT 89.5 FM, the sound of your city. Stream us anytime at www.ciut.fm.
Thank you so much for tuning in to The More the Merrier with Donna G. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you very much to my guest, Gun Rose, for sharing his photography with us and his process. Thanks also to the music provided by Lal, you heard One Way, followed by Jade Electra, 1-800-BASIC-BITCH. Then we followed it up with some love and I Stand Up For Love by Kyrene. And signing off now with something by Misha Bruger gossman And I've wanted to play Misha for a long time here on the show, but just never have been able to, to work it in. Well, this time I'm not going to work it in. I'm just going to play it and have you listen to it and relax and hear her very, very beautiful voice. And this is a combination of two pieces, Strike Up the Band and I've Got a Crush on You. It's from the CD, So Much to Tell, where she sings Copeland, Barber, and Gershwin. And it is accompanied, and she is accompanied by the Manitoba Chamber Orchestra, conducted by Roy Goodman. Not that you're attractive, but oh.
you.